Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Blessed be your name, name of the Most High, name above all names. We give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor. We thank you, our Father, our King, our God, our Maker. We enter your gates with that thanksgiving, with that gratitude in our heart, Father. For all the good things you have done in our life. For all the lessons we have learned. For the wisdom that you pour into our hearts every single day to see all those areas where we have fallen through. And yet you pull us out of all of those. We thank you, Father, that we are alive today. And we are here in your presence. We could have been anywhere else. Yet you call each one by name and bring them to you. That you want to pour more of your word, more of yourself into us. That we are able to study your word, live by it, walk in the spirit. And take on more of that image and likeness. The way you want us to be. The image that you created us in. You gave us that template to benchmark against. The image and the likeness of Jesus himself as he lived in the flesh. And Father, the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts this day. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. With all those that couldn't make it today. We share it with all those that are going through various challenges in their lives this day. We share it with every member that is part of this praying family. Everyone for whom prayers have been requested on this group. And all those that have no one to pray for them. You want to touch their lives today, Father. We offer our faith. We offer our prayer to stand in that gap. As you repair the breach in that wall, O Lord. As you rebuild that city, that life. We share it with all those that are Christians and have not yet personally encountered you. They do not know you as a person. You are still religion for them. And with all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for that quickening, that drawing of them towards you. Father, as we make our prayer today, we call on your name, the one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The one who is the lifter of men and is ever faithful. The one who will never forget us even if we forget him. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. The God of patience and the God who is a consuming fire, purifying us every single day. Refining us through the fire that released in the spirit and shared through his word. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus, the one who taught us faith. The one who gave us prayer when he said pray in this manner when you pray. He gave us his prayer. One who holds the key of David so that what he shuts no one can open and what he opens, no one can shut. And he says, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. We pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of life and the spirit of truth, the spirit of the living God, the creator of the universe. 
the one who hovered over every void and dark situation, filled it with light and life, gave it a new shape and form. And now he dwells within our mortal body. He addresses all darkness and void in our lives. He makes us alive in the spirit and leads us on our journey into the kingdom, into salvation. Pouring into our hearts that manna rain down from heaven every single day until we reach into the promised land. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your word and with your spirit. You make it all come alive. And when your word and your spirit are joined and we release our faith with it, we thank you, Father, that you make us co-creators in our destiny there. We thank you, Lord, that you have made us co-heirs with Jesus, seated us in his throne with him, high above all principalities and powers. You give us the spiritual power in our words that we are able to speak as the voice of the word under the authority that he gave us when he said, go forth. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with, the, with that great gift of prayer. Your legal system within your kingdom authorize you to step into our realm where you gave us a free will and out of that free will we invite you to intervene. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with all your principles, your prophecies and your promises in your word. Gems that are hidden to everyone else but are only revealed to those that come to you hungry and as a child in faith. With an open heart, emptied out, willing to receive and be filled with all that you want to pour into us. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. And every prayer we make as well as everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and this praying family, every member of each of these families by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, your holy, pure and perfect will, Father. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. And we also proclaim the power in our spoken word. Remembering that life and death is in the power of our tongue when we speak your word. Proclaiming it from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 which says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that spiritual power in our word, our spoken word. Ephesians 6 verse 18 says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And that not just for self, 
but for all the Lord's people. Let us pray in the Spirit with the intent of intercession. Today I'd like to reflect on what it, what it really what it means to pray in the Spirit. What do I understand from it? Praying in the Spirit is a gift from the Holy Spirit. The word gift underlined there. It is not something that we can achieve. It is a gift that we receive through faith. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, Whoever is united with the Lord is one with Him in spirit. And to unite with Him, we have to surrender and submit until He quickens you in the spirit. Psalm 80 verse 18 says, When He quickens us, we will call on His name. <coughs> or should I say, unless He quickens you, you can't call on His name. And John 6 verse 65 says, No one can come to Jesus unless they are quickened by the Father. So for that quickening, for that to happen, we have to wait on Him. And when we wait and He shows up to honor your waiting, then you shall be quickened. And that is the anointing that you feel over you. The presence of the Lord. But for that while waiting, you have to empty yourself out first for him to fill. He cannot fill a cup that is already full. Especially with pride, with ego or everything about ourselves. All our thoughts, our cares, our worries. Which is why he says, leave all that outside the door and enter your secret place. Empty it all out. And then the prayer made is in the spirit. When you are joined with him as one spirit, which is like a telephone call that has now been connected. Because it is as if the power of the Most High has overshadowed you at that instant when you feel that anointing. And so you are now one in spirit with him. And then the prayer made in that conversation with him, the chat that you have there, that is your prayer in the spirit. Praying in tongues is one of the mechanisms to achieve it. But praying in tongues doesn't necessarily equate to praying in the spirit. When you pray in tongues, your flesh becomes futile and unproductive. But tongues also helps to cut out the other distraction in your thoughts. So it's a good way to initiate praying in the spirit. For connection with him, worship often helps. It's good to have worship music when you're trying to connect in the spirit. So your heart, your soul and the spirit are then immersed in God and a transaction starts to take place in the spirit then. It, is not always, it will not always result in you receiving a revelation. You will receive some spiritual deposit into your spirit and that can be manifest in one of many ways. One of those is revelation. Other is wisdom. There could be direction. 
There could be a particular instruction that he would say to you. There are times when you go in empty, clueless. And then when you emerge out of that prayer, you know just exactly what needs to be done. So now when we look at Proverbs 3, verse 5, 6, it says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your path. Suddenly that clarity seems to come in. Now I'd like to reflect quickly on what is not praying in the spirit. How do you know? Whether you are praying in the spirit or not. The opposite of praying in the spirit is praying in the flesh. When you initiate it, but you can't hold on. You can't continue in that prayer after a short while. You seem to be pushing it and are running out of gas. You are running out of words and syllables. We try to use praying in tongues and then we are wondering now, I have no syllables left. Are you feeling tongue-tied? Limited in any way. You feel tired. You feel like ending it. You've had enough. You've done enough. You can't push any further. Remember the Bible says the flesh always lusts against the spirit. And does not like the things of the spirit. So when you see that happening. That is a sign that that prayer is from the flesh. Initiated and trying to be continued in the flesh. That prayer will stop. It doesn't have life, doesn't last. But when you pray in the spirit, you initiate it, but the energy required to drive it comes from the Holy Spirit. Remember Romans 8 verse 26 says, the spirit helps us in our weakness. So he holds it up and carries it on. And then we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. They are His groans, but you utter them. So you are praying for and sometimes you even emerge out of that prayer wondering, I don't really know what I prayed for. I just felt the urge to pray. That is the Holy Spirit using your body to fulfill that he wants to achieve for someone else and it may not necessarily be around you, it could be someone in the other part of the world who just needed someone to pray with him so he empowers his people to pray and that is why the baptism of the spirit is important one that is not activated in the spirit cannot pray in the spirit That spirit has to be quickened. So in short, it is about, praying in the spirit is about an intimate relationship with God. Through prayer. And then trusting him to hear, to reveal and to act on your behalf. Now why pray in the spirit? John 6 verse 63 says, the spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And this is illustrated through Romans 7 and 8. I encourage you to read both those chapters. Romans 7 actually from verses 7 to 24 talks about man striving from the flesh and failing. It says the young will faint. They will get tired. 
while Romans 8 now is the same man switching from that flesh to the spirit and then fighting the same problem from a different plane now, which he failed in the flesh in chapter 7, now fighting it in the spirit. When you reach that dead end in the flesh, and we must, only then can the switch be made. Until the flesh is completely dead in, that flesh will keep striving and fighting. Many times we try hard, we try hard, and we see that only when we've exhausted all our options, then we turn to God. That is a fleshly approach. But often, because of how we are, God waits till that switch takes place, till we reach that point where Romans chapter 7 in our life ends, striving from the flesh ends, and then chapter 8 starts. And when we surrender and submit to him, the very first line he says there in chapter 8 is, there is now no condemnation for you. That switch must be made. It is when you come to understand experientially that the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that is quickened. And when you hope on God to provide your salvation in whatever situation you are praying for, And the solution to your problem is at hand then. Knowing that he never disappoints. Praying in the spirit is powerful. Addressing your problem, the storm in your life from that spiritual angle is powerful. Knowing that you are one in spirit with God, with the creator. Earlier from the flesh, you looked up to the storm. Now when you reach seated with him in his throne and you look at the storm, you look at it down. You look at it empowered with what you need to do next. So praying in the spirit is submitting to God completely and at that dead end, you love not your life. I'm talking about now the switch that is being made, that stage of switching. We love not our lives, our shame, our fear, our pride. We don't care anymore. Till then, in the flesh, we were holding on to all of these. And then the word of your testimony. Now we reach the stage of Rome, uh, Revelations 12, 11. They overcame the accuser who so far was overpowering on them. By the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony. When we have made that switch where we no longer care about our fear, our shame, our pride, we just get down, surrender to God and we start to speak with him. And then when he intervenes, the words that you then speak, the word of your testimony becomes the word of the spirit of prophecy. You can reference this in Revelations 19 verse 10. And that will then overcome the accuser. Because you have spoken God's words and those words are spirit and life. They are able to breathe life into any dead situation when you have reached this point. Praying in the spirit is powerful. So what are we called to do? 
we are called to worship in the spirit. Jesus said, true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4. You worship in the reality, the eternal reality as it is written in God's word. Next, we are called to walk in the spirit. So that we do not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We do not live by fleshly ways and habits, but by spiritual ways led by God. That is Galatians 5, 16 and 17. And then the transformation, you see that referenced in Romans 12 verse 2. And then we are called to pray in the spirit at all times. That's the verse that we are reflecting on today. Ephesians 6 verse 18. So worship in the spirit. Initiate your connection. Walk by the spirit. Live by the fruit. Let the fruit of the Holy Spirit take its form within your life. And fleshly ways are then renounced. Then pray in the Spirit. That kind of a Christian who does these things becomes powerful. He is one that Satan can do nothing about. And that is what our journey should strive to be as Christians. It sounds difficult. But when you start to do these things, you are literally walking with God. And the Bible references God as saying, touch not my anointed. That is the privilege of one who walks in the spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand this. That we understand what you are trying to teach us when you say pray in the spirit, worship in the spirit, walk in the spirit. So that we are not limited by the flesh. But we bask in your glory, in the radiance of your light. And that life in your kingdom then is not just one of abundance, it is one of dominion. That which you had in mind when you first created us in Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28. I ask for that understanding, Lord, for each of us to be given. Or what we must then do in order to fulfill this that you are teaching us. We ask for that edification in our spirit today, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division or separation where the enemy seeks to steal, kill and destroy. We put you in remembrance of your word, Father, which says what God has joined together, let no man separate. We ask for your intervention through this prayer for each of these families that we know are undergoing any kind of challenge of that sort. We raise them up this day, Lord. We take a moment to name those families that you want to raise up at this prayer. And then we make that our prayer of agreement with each other.
we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds as well in their lives lord especially all kinds of addictions mental disorders compulsive behaviors depression anxiety anger addictions to alcohol drugs pornography any kind of forceful habits that people have built in their lives they have allowed the enemy to take charge and control their lives there we speak against it and we declare every such chain broken in the name of jesus we declare liberty lord let your yoke breaking anointing touch each of these lives today father we pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families especially the ones that are not yet saved father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us when we release our prayer in faith and we look up to you making it our prayer of agreement with the holy spirit and with each other that prayer made under an open heaven brings revelation and it brings outcome brings manifestation as well i encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in using your gift of tongues as a start those that are praying for that gift of tongues to release your faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit Maharaja <laughs> 
Kaya <laughs> <laughs> 
We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 41, verse 10, taken from the New King James Version, where it is written, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We also have a scripture that has been shared on our YouTube chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, which says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That time of need for us is now. The words that the Lord actually directed me to are from Jeremiah chapter 9, from verse 11 onwards. Where it is him saying, and I will make Jerusalem heaps and a den of dragons. And I will make the cities of Judah desolate without an inhabitant. Who is the wise man that may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken that he may declare it? For what the land perishes and is burned up like a wilderness that none passes through. And the Lord says, 
because they have forsaken my law which I set before them and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart and after Balaam, which their fathers have taught them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood and give them water of gall to drink. I will scatter them also among the heathen, whom neither they nor their fathers have known. And I will send a sword after them till I have consumed them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It is time to intercede and to ask for mercy. Yes, we also pray for Veera today, as has been typed in the chat on Zoom. We pray for Veera who celebrates her birthday today. Amen to your prayer, Sydney. If you are being blessed by these reflections, please share them with your family and friends, especially the one that God points you today, points you to. There's also Brother Savio's reflections, which he posts on our Telegram group, on our Facebook page, and on our YouTube page as well. You can share them on your social media channels and bless others. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day, so that as we are blessed, does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, brother. God bless.